Welcome to Beyond Bitcoin, a podcast about all things digital assets, the global communities they are creating, the generations that are using and investing in them, and the challenges faced by the nations that are seeking to regulate them. The content of this program is not to be taken as investment advice. My name is Derek Graham. I'm the CEO of Portal Asset Management, and my co-host is Nitin Gower, Director of IBM Digital Assets and CTO of Portal. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome along to Beyond Bitcoin. And with me today, of course, is our friend and colleague, Nitin Gower, over in the US. Hello, Nitin. Hey, Derek. Glad to be here again. Looking forward to this chat. Uh, I happen to be in Boston, Massachusetts today. So while it's still in the US, still traveling and uh, great to be here in this town. I, I love Boston. Good on you. You're always traveling, Nitin. That's why uh, it's an exception to the rule when I'm in a hotel room by comparison. <laughs> it's great to see you along. So you. now look, our topic today is one that's based around the, the, the Web 3.0 environment and the ability for it to actually have a set of tokenomics that earns a generation of income. And I think this is important because... I understand there's, there's no profit to be made in digital assets. I've been told this quite clearly, and, <laughs> and I cannot see the business model at all. In fact, the whole thing's a Ponzi scheme. And I was told that by an Australian financial review journalist who made it quite clear that there is no business model in this industry and there's no profit to be made in the industry. Now, of course, this comes from the AFR who boldly made this wonderful statement, which is crypto no longer on the fringe. So this particular journalist is really out of step with the other journalists, but it's not an unusual voice that is spoken uh, from the traditional business community. I mentioned to him that ETH miners had generated some $1.19 billion of revenue just in February 22, and that they're, you know, they generated $101 million of fees that didn't seem to change his view on things. And so, you know, you do learn in this space that if you've got someone that's determined not to consider any facts, move on. And uh, so I took a good note of his name that we won't be sending a press release to him in the future and moved on. But today we've got with us Phil George. And Phil was the founder of Goat.io, is currently building Metify, be an earnings dashboard for Web 3.0. So, so Phil previously, by the way, founded Bamboo, which is Australia's first mobile micro investment app for Bitcoin and Ethereum. And prior to that, he helped launch Uber in Perth and founded Nerve, a privacy-focused internet telephony solution for international businesses. Now, the thing about each one of those, Phil, is that they're all earnings orientated, each one of them. But at the same time, um, each, you know, most of those tend to be wrapped around building earnings for a community. And that's where you've arrived with your creation of GOAT. I was wondering if you'd take us through GOAT and Metify and where that sits in the Web 3.0. Welcome aboard. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Um, I'm, in, I'm in sunny Perth, so uh, almost the exact opposite side of the world to, uh, to, to Boston, but uh, uh, good to be connected and, and a pleasure speaking with you both. Yeah, I mean, good, good sort of backdrop uh, in terms of the revenue generating opportunities uh, that exist in, in Web3 and, and, and in the metaverse. Uh, and I think that it's, it's, it's also an interesting um, discussion to start off with where 
sort of the, the last however many years that people have been participating in in what's called the crypto space people have been speculating on on asset values from like a, a appreciation or depreciation of of stagnant or set assets in the crypto space right and over the last few years as we saw the rise of decentralized finance we started to see that you know these assets could have their own values but also an associated yield where people were you know depositing them into decentralized platforms and they were earning either on their volatile assets or on their stablecoin assets like uh, USDC or USDT so all of a sudden uh, there was two means of of economic outcome where you had asset appreciation and then you also had some form of revenue generation through the through the yield so what we've sort of seen since then is with with the rise of dedicated ecosystems within web3 or the metaverse and we will interchange those words but it would be good to have a conversation about what what they mean to us all um, just for, for the benefit of the audience um, but but what we've started to see is people using assets in ecosystems to generate income within those ecosystems when they complete certain tasks or when they when they either play games or play poker or or you know develop land in, in in other ecosystems and we're starting to see the same economic agreements and outcomes that we've seen very mature in the real world like leasing land or or, or renting an apartment those sorts of economic models are starting to fall out into web3 uh, and platforms or, or ecosystems within the metaverse and all of a sudden we have you know people who want to speculate on the value of the assets that they buy on in, in those ecosystems and then we have other people who want to actually spend time in those ecosystems and play those games or or build that land out or design an architecture home a digital home in 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 the metaverse and they're willing to pay to lease the land to build that home right in, mm. just in the same way that we are in the real world so we're seeing more and more complex economic agreements being formed and through those economic agreements new ways to earn income uh, and there are literally tens of millions of people who have onboarded just in the last year alone in order to earn some form of income either playing these games or or, or performing these activities across these web3 ecosystems so with web with metafy what we're trying to build is a platform that helps people discover where those opportunities lie understand what sort of income they can earn from those things uh sort of monitor their their asset values and their historic earnings keep track of what their future earnings might look like uh and and stay on top of new new opportunities as they arise so so i had a question uh, on this uh, as well and i think the the background that the direct painted is fascinating that if you look at uber and bamboo right this is the historical element of as web2 reaches maturity trying to extract value from underutilized assets uh, and and under underutilized human sort of potential very web2 constructs as the web itself reaches to a certain level of maturity and the transition you know and what's interesting to me is your path as you are as an entrepreneur building these systems and and figuring out as to what what can be done in terms of participating and delivering value to the end you know and and consumer and as we look at this the transition from web 2 or maturity to a web 3 or model which is more towards ownership economy which is more towards sort of you know ability for people to participate and help them earn and bring their skill set to this model which is all the foundational sort of tenets of 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 you know of web 3 help us understand that journey uh, phil 
Because as an entrepreneur, you've already done a lot of work in building these systems and building upon what used to be Web, you know, Web 2. And what is that uh, inflection point where you realize that, look, I need to build something else, which again, not just maximizes human potential, but also rewards them and lets them keep their earnings at a much larger scale, which as we all know, any of the centralized platforms never really did that. It became exploitative towards the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think that those platforms, uh, I'll, I'll start at the end and come back to the beginning, but I, I don't think that those platforms started out with the intention of being exploitative. I think that that's a natural uh, effect, like a network effect that we see occur time and time again. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out in the Web3 world, because there aren't definitionally protections to stop that from occurring, but there are there are mechanisms and things that we're seeing arise that will sort of perhaps slow that or, or prevent it in the meantime. But to come back to the journey, I think, you know, in, in previous scenarios, our experience, uh, my experience with Uber and the experience with Bamboo, um, the, the huge issue that you deal with as a fintech company or as a marketplace is the acquisition of participants in that marketplace, right? Or the acquisition of customers in, in an app like Bamboo, where sort of the, the technology is hard, but the real problem is how do I get it into a billion people's pockets? And the fact is, is I mean, we launched Bamboo in Australia and there isn't a billion people, right? You, 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 if you get 100% saturation, you get, you're going to get 25 million people. And that's not enough to really build out a, a, a huge platform. What the, the, the big inflection point that you're asking about is... What you've got is a huge amount of untapped human potential that exists around the planet. And most of those people have not had the sort of geographical privilege that I call it to be in a part of the world which has a huge amount of, of opportunity just based on geography. You know, and an example of that is, is, is myself. I, I was born in, in Perth. Perth is one of the, it's, it's rated every year, one of the best places in the world to live. It's got a high uh, level of disposable income um, for the average person. GDP is great. Everything is great. For, for, from that perspective, you, you know, I, I had to go to school and I had to rock up and, and I would be afforded an awesome opportunity just, just by participating in, 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 in my life, right? But for the majority of, of the world, um, that doesn't necessarily exist. But those people are just as capable, if not more, and, uh, and, and those people are are willing and desiring to be participants in, in the economy, the global economy. And what I sort of saw as different is that previously the, the barriers that existed were geographical um, and education, right? Like that, that there was a barrier to people understanding how they could contribute. And then there was an actual geographical barrier to getting to a place where they could contribute to, to, to the world. And we now have, you, you know, more educational opportunities on the internet than we can actually cover. I don't know about you guys, but I certainly can't keep on top of my reading lists and all the things that I want to learn. And that, that information is just as available to anyone else with a mobile phone and an internet connection. And then with the Web3 wallets popping up, you realize that all of a sudden these people can participate in, in, in these platforms, in these economies, and they can be remunerated through this Web3 wallet with, we don't need to know who they are. We, we, we don't need to have their passport and, and, and sign them up to contracts and, and have them on a, a, a 12 month uh, employment arrangement. That, that there's whole new model of decentralized cooperation going on where 
you know, thousands and then tens of thousands and eventually millions and hundreds of millions of people are working, performing various activities all around the world and contributing to the global economy. And as soon as I saw that, you know, 10 million Web3 wallets had been registered within these ecosystems in, in, in less than six months, and, and knowing how long it took us to get to 10 million wallets of, of, of Bitcoin and Ethereum and those sorts of things, seeing the, the, the speed of, of the uptake and realizing, hey, this is a different, this is different, right? Because the, the reason someone registered a Bitcoin wallet in 2013 or 2014 is because they were hoping to take a speculative position on a technology that they believed on and that that might appreciate in value or that or they were just fundamental believers, right? But they, they, weren't, they weren't pursuing a better life. They weren't pursuing a superior outcome, right? Whereas... What we're seeing in Web3 is there are people all around the world who are looking for superior opportunities to those that they have in the real world, and they're willing to learn, they're able to learn, and now they're able to participate. So the barriers to participation have collapsed. The access to education is, in, is near infinite, and that means that we can un unlock all of human potential through these technologies. And that's why I was like, I have to start building here. Wow, that's, um, that's an inspiring journey into Web 3.0 uh, and really a journey that we all herald in this space. You know, the promise that, uh, that, that, that assets can ultimately be democratised and opportunity, in your case, can be democratised. So what are we seeing in demographics and age um, and also location generally? That, uh, that's, that, you know, that are joining this 10 million wallets that are starting this early participation in this space, Phil? Yeah, it, it's a great point. I mean, I, I sort of talk to my friends around Australia and, and, and I sort of um, I, I pleasantly mock them, I'll say, uh, where I say that, you know, most of these guys don't know how to use MetaMask or any form of Web3 wallet and they refuse to learn it. And, and I'm saying that the developing world uh, and, and that's my answer to you is, is, is sort of throughout Africa, South America, Southeast Asia, the average person in the developing world is more probably able to use a Web3 wallet than, than, than my friends in, in Perth, Western Australia. And these guys are, you know, tertiary educated, um, typically the, the, the level of education and level of traditional literacy is considered to be much higher in Perth, Western Australia. But that literacy is less and less relevant and, and literacy in these technologies becomes more and more relevant. So when, when we're talking to, to our ever-growing community and, and we, we, we sort of understand where they come from, they're coming from you know, the developing world where they have access to technology, they have access to the internet, they own a smartphone. And that might be the only form of computing power that, that they actually own is a smartphone. And yet they've got, you know, Web3 wallets running on their phones. They've learned everything through YouTube, Khan Academy, you know, a bunch of Substack blogs. And they're far more au fait with, with what they need to know to participate in this developing economy than the people who went to University of West Australia. So if I were to deconstruct uh, Metafy, right, which is the objective, and we, you know, Derek and me have had many sessions in this when we looked into what is metaverse? What does it mean to do business in metaverse? How, you know, how do we bring this notion of financial primitives, which is borrowing, lending, ability for people to be able to monetize their skill sets? So we've compared layer ones to 
sort of nation state status, which is attracting capital, attracting talent, which is where you're heading to. Like you have people bring the best of their minds. And, and, and we also covered on some of these areas in terms of the fact that, you know, what's missing in this entire ecosystem today is participation, which is such a huge part of Web3.0 infrastructure uh, is people bring their skills, their talent, their resources, and sort of building this infrastructure. And then that same infrastructure then fuels creativity and fuels whether you're an artist or, you know. So if you look at a metaphor, if I were to deconstruct metaphor, it's it's finance and metaphors, and which again is bringing these basic financial primitives, the earning, the spending, the borrowing, the lending, the collateralization. We see some of the hints and some of the glimpses of that. And we, of course, see that in DeFi world a little bit of decentralized exchanges and ability for people to be able to collateralize the crypto assets. The rules of engagement um, feel are the same, whether you're, and to your point, whether you have an Ether in Vietnam or Ether in the United States, your level playing field is access to that ecosystem is exactly the same as long as you have internet and you have connectivity, you're able to then participate in the same economic system, which is obviously not true for the current financial system that we live in, that you, know, you as an Australian may have access to the Western sort of bit more advanced financial markets, but a farmer or middle-class school teacher in India and Uganda certainly have to go through the whole element. So help us understand this notion of finance because it's not just literacy around wallets, which is the sort of on-ramp, off-ramp to getting into the space and saying, you know, I, I have wallet, I need basic elements to be able to participate. But there's also this notion of financial literacy, which leads to risk, that leads to exploitation, that leads to fraud, that leads to vulnerabilities that we see all day to day. How do you reconcile the fact that you know, in your example, that the 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 world that me and you live in, we certainly have less people participating in it because we are so used to and understand the existing system. Whereas the uh, the folks in the developing and emerging economies are much more abreast with the technical sort of on ramp off ramp. But isn't financial literacy, is understanding the risks uh, equally important? And how do we address that in the Metafi world? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. And and I think that um. One of the objectives of Metafy is, is simplifying what are fundamentally complex econ economic models that exist within these ecosystems we see arising in the metaverse down to a, a, a point where people can easily make the best assessment available to them um, by taking a, a number of factors that exist within these e ecosystems or, or these economies and sort of have a health score or, or maybe not a safety score, maybe that's too strong of a word, right? But, but where we can actually look at these various ecosystems and give you know, the historic stability of the ecosystem, the growth or shrinkage of the ecosystem, whether or not the daily active users is increasing or decreasing, whether or not the economy is inflationary or deflationary, and even those things, right? Like to, 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 to some of the, the people who will be using the platform, that they may not understand inflationary or deflationary models. And, and, and ideally the platform will be designed in a way where it's not necessarily required in understanding because if, if we understand the ecosystems and map them correctly on Metafy, then we can give people the ability to, to choose the ecosystems that are the best for them, that resonate with them based on the opportunities that exist. Um, in a way which is simple, simple enough that you don't need an economics degree and to read a 39 page white paper to understand how they work, right? So like participation is relative to simplification, right? Like the, 
the I always think about my first days on the internet uh, when my dad first bought me a, a computer and needing to constantly upgrade this piece of software called Winsock. And Winsock was like the tool that allowed me to get my modem to communicate with Windows. And then I would have to go downstairs and ask dad if I was able to go onto the internet for, for like two hours. And dad said, yeah, but make sure you get off because we don't get any phone calls. And it was like an activity that you would go and you would do, you would go onto the internet, right? And, um, and, and really the, the adoption rate accelerated when you no longer went onto the internet. The adoption rate accelerated when mobile phones existed that were on the internet all of the time. And whenever you open your phone, you're just using applications which use the internet. No one, no one goes on the internet anymore, right? Like it's, it's not an activity. It's, it's, it's an underlying fact of, of, of participation in, in the economy of 2022. And you know, in 10 years time, people aren't going to go on to the metaverse. Like, like, like it, it, it will be equally as archaic as, as, a, as, a, as a terminology. It will be, people will be, you know, doing their work across, across these spaces. But between now and then, what we need is simplification. Uh, um, a, a lot of the stuff that we see is visible platforms and protocols need to be made invisible. And we need to have simpler front ends, and that will that will accelerate participation. That will that will accelerate the adoption curve. Um, so some of the things that we're planning to do with Metify is, if you look at the tools that exist today for people to to track the value of their assets, they're for the people who are today. Like, like they're not for the next generation. Like if you don't already know what you're doing, you're not going to understand how to use those platforms. And that that that. I see that a lot in the space where the, the builders are building for themselves. They're not building for, for, for the people of tomorrow. Uh, and I'm always interested in how you build things for, for the people who will come next, right? Like, because, because that's what matters. 10 million wallets doesn't matter. A billion wallets matters. You know, fascinating. So, so tell us more about your project. <clears throat> I know Metify is more of a conceptual, you know, conceptual encapsulation of understanding metaverse and you know both Derek and me have spent a lot of time in dissecting it and communicating to what really is metaverse and you know oftentimes it's confused with the modality of ARVR but at the end of the day I think many of us as we've researched this and talked about this is really the ability for us to be able to move an asset class from one network to another network similar to how we do things today and in, in from one value system to another value system and so tell us more about, you know, how do you view Metaverse and how do you do your finance and tell us more about the project, because I think, I think where you're heading, Phil, is not just fascinating, but it's, it's absolutely the right thing to do in terms of, you know, attaching yourself to not just the momentum of the industry, but also doing the right things to promote adoption, promote participation, promote uh, the education that's much needed in the space to, for people to be confident enough to say, you know, I have some skill, I'm going to figure out a way to monetize this, whether I'm tokenizing it or whether I'm simply, you know, mining or dedicating an infrastructure to store files, whatever that may be. Um, yeah. There has to be some element of that participation, right? Well, yeah, and, and, and I think a good place to start is, um, if you guys have discussed this prior, I'd be keen to hear each, each one of our most succinct definition of, of the metaverse. Um, if only so that we can come back and look at it in 10 years time and laugh at, at, yeah. or at all of us, right? That would true, be a great true, thing true. to, Very to true. do. But, 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 but can, can I ask each of us to go through that? Do you want to do, do that? As, as what is our attempt at, at, at sort of 
defining that. I'll, I'll let Derek go uh, first, and then I'll go and then let, let you go. That's very kind. Put you on spot. <laughs> Um, so, so I've always considered Metaverse to be um, to be actually a Web three based, um, fully democratized, totally open environment that is capable of um, of both uh, recreation and business activity uh, in in a virtual world or in an augmented world. So it's it's a it's a platform or an environment that both virtual and augmented business can occur and virtual and augmented entertainment can occur. Yeah, and, and just to build upon that, you know, what Derek mentioned, I view metaverse as, you know, again, meta and verse, which is basically the metadata of the universes. I view various ecosystems and I, I view Web3 as a enabling foundational technology. We view metaverse as sort of the, uh, as we layer it, and then you begin to look at DeFi and NFTs and 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 data and various you know ecosystems applications, and the way I'm looking at this is ability for us to traverse value from one value ecosystem to another value ecosystem, which means that I should be able to have enough technology embedded into it that I can take my skill sets, whether it's in me being the best gamer and e-gamer and have earned a sword or whatever the the artifact is, it's a value in one ecosystem and transfer the value. To let's say a layer one protocol value of ether and ability to be able to transfer that into a USDC, which is stable coins, and that seamless transfer of value oftentimes is is what, in my opinion, is what metaverse should enable uh, is is transfer of value and traversal of that value between the, the the various sort of networks or universes as they as as we would call them, and I think that this AR VR gaming is simple modalities. Uh, that's how I view it. Uh, I'd love to get hear your thought as well because you're actually now. You know, you're a stakeholder in metaverse. You're yeah, building yeah. it. We are conceptualizing it. So, love to hear yeah. your thoughts. I think I think I, I really resonate with 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 what you were saying in in terms of um, your view of the metaverse, Nidin. Um And like, as a kid growing up, my favorite books were basically Neuromancer and Snow Crash. I would just read them over and over again, um, uh, and and for, for for various reasons. But I think. One of the most important cornerstones of this is, is that our identity um, in the metaverse is in some way attached with our economic contribution. So, so one of the really interesting things that I've seen arising is people are using their, their wallet as their CV. Um, so, so people will say, you know, if you want to work for this DAO, just submit your wallet and, and we'll assess like what we've done. And, I, and, and for me, that was like a really a, another sort of pivotal moment in my view of, of what this is, because, because then your CV can't lie, right? Your, your CV always tells the truth. Um, and, and I just thought, what, what, a, what, a, what a transformative model where you can just say, submit your, your name or your pseudonym and, and your, your MetaMask wallet, and we'll assess whether or not you've got the job. Um, and, and, and I think that somewhere in there is, is something profound about identity that, that, that someone other than I, other than I can, can go into. But so I, I guess I'm adding to that is, is that this idea of a portable identity, which is also your assets, combined with your ability to contribute in a space which, you know, combines real world activities with metaverse activities where people can work, live and play. People can just spend their spare time, you know, like... Uh, I, I think it won't be too long until 
you know, we'll be doing calls like this in Central Park where there's a camera that basically allows us to sit on a park bench on, on in Central Park with the three of our avatars and, and doing calls like that. And that'll just be a completely accepted way to do business. And I don't know whether that's work, play, or, 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 or what that is, but, but that definitely will, uh, most people on earth will never get the opportunity to go to Central Park. You know, like the, 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 there's something profound there. Um, so that there is more than just work and play, there's living. Um, so when I think of the metaverse, I, I just think of the augmentation of all things that we've seen in the real world into, into infinite different variations of that, however anyone is interested in seeing the variations. You know, it's, it's, it's like parallel, parallel realities, but, but that actually exist. They just exist in the metaverse. Um, but the reason I was asking about our, our definitions of, of the metaverse is because I know that for me, I was thinking of metaverse as a subcategory of crypto for a long time. Um, and then there was like a moment where I was like, oh, because I've, because this has been an asset class to me that so, so, so for so long there was finance and then there was crypto as an alternative asset class within finance, right? But then there was a point where I started to think of the metaverse as the natural evolution of the internet. And the internet has been, you know, a, a, a layer of the world which has enabled communication. And, and, and blockchain has been essentially a layer of the internet on top of the internet that enables, you know, trustful or trustless interactions. So on top of the internet and on top of blockchain, we now have an additional layer, the metaverse, which enables trustless economic trade interaction, work, play, living in all different shapes and sizes on top of all of that. So I started to think, Actually, I now think of crypto as almost a category of the metaverse, you know, like, 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 like it flipped. Um, and, and I think that as soon as that flipped, I, I wanted to be building things in that space. Um, and, 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 and maybe somewhere in that is my, my understanding of the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually wholeheartedly agree. I think crypto has flipped over. I think metaverse... We actually have coined a few terms on the show, Derek and me. We use the word metaversical, which is adding a flavor of, of metaverse to what we're doing. And I think when we started all this journey with blockchain, and I, it's, I've been at this for quite some time, we looked into this as a primarily transaction system, value transfer mechanism. We were looking at payment systems, but it's, it's an amazing transformation and evolution of going into NFTs and gamings and digital art. I don't think any of us, I mean, to me, it was as simple as financial inclusion was the only agenda I had in mind, uh, Phil, when I got into this space to say, hey, movement of money is expensive and it's hurting the people that need it the most, which is expats and some of the overseas foreign workers sending money home and remittances. And that was my only goal for the first four or five years. And next thing you know, in the past three years, it's been an amazing nonstop evolution. On, and I think besides where this goes, regardless of all the scams and rhetorics, I just think that it's invoked uh, human potential, both in terms of imagination, like people have imagined all kinds of use cases. And I think identity is one of the really, really important ones that, and I've envisioned the world that we don't need to know FICO scores anymore. Uh, my, my wallet should be a testament to my interactions, my transactions, and ability for me to borrow, lend, and against my own sort of credibility is, should be good enough. 
So I, I, it, it's just been nothing nonstop. The last four years has been just tremendous um, in the space in terms of just human creativity. We've, we've, we've imagined amazing things with the simple DLT or blockchain technology, uh, which to me has been fascinating. But, you know, so tell us what you're working on. I mean, what's your project? What is, how do, us, how does, how do we get involved in it? How do we participate? Um, how do we uh, spread the word? I mean, I think it's, it's the right thing to do. I mean, what you're doing is fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the beginnings of the project were we, we wanted to start to standardize how we assess these different ecosystems that are arising in the economy, in, in the metaverse. Um, in order to basically deploy uh, capital into each of those ecosystems more effectively. So, so, so the, the original idea behind Metafy was as a company, Goat wanted to be able to be really effective in deploying money into these ecosystems, maintaining and monitoring what the ROI looked like for, for, for the assets that we'd purchased and ensure that as we reinvested into more and more ecosystems, we invested into the right ecosystems based on a set of metrics. So we started thinking, what are the metrics that matter? Um, and we touched on them, them earlier, but some of the metrics that, that we thought mattered are, you know, if, if, if these activities are on-chain and we know how many activities on-chain the average person makes in a day, and then we know how many total transactions occurred on-chain over 24 hours, we can infer the number of users, right? We, we, we can actually have visibility on daily active users. Now, if you want visibility on daily active users on Facebook, you've got to wait until they release their quarterly where they'll announce their daily active users. And then you've got to try to figure out how they're determining what daily active users actually counts as uh, because you know, they might count a user as someone who's queried the Facebook system, which means if they went on a website, logged in as Facebook, they're a user, but they're not really a user, right? So in this scenario, we can go, well, you know, if we just know how many, how many interactions a single user makes, we can infer a lot of information. So we started building how many daily active users are using the platform right now? How many were using it seven days ago? How many were using it 30 days ago? We started taking the lessons that we've seen from, you know, the monitoring platforms like CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap and then the more sophisticated platforms like Token Terminal and Nansen and said, what interesting data can we, can we learn and understand from these economies? All for the purposes of ensuring that we deployed capital the most effectively into these various ecosystems and maintained positive and strong ROIs. And for a while, we thought, well, this is, this is valuable stuff. We've got to keep this to ourselves, so that, so, that, so that we're the best at deploying capital in this space. But, but, but that didn't really make much sense in, in the larger scheme of things, right? And it, it quickly dawned on us that the most valuable thing that we could really do as early builders in the space is, is flip this, build out a platform that attracts Early, early builders and early users of the metaverse. We, we, we call them netizens because back in the olden days, you used to call people who use the internet netizens. So I, I think it's funny. Um, but so, and, and, and again, I want to look back in 10 years and be like, I can't believe we called them netizens, you know, but I'm right. calling them netizens. <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that's a good term. That's, we need to add that to our, to our vocabulary. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah, term. Yeah. So, so what we want to do is we want to give 
these medicines access to the data that we're we're tracking on all of these ecosystems as they arise and it's not just data with with these because you actually have to understand the me mechanics or the or, or the machinations of these economies so like sometimes you, you might need for, for for the games for example you might need eight characters right uh not just a single character and and those characters might cost fifty dollars each right so if you need eight of them and they're fifty dollars each you need to spend four hundred dollars before you can start participating in in a certain economic activity in that in that game say but you might be able to earn four hundred dollars uh a month performing that activity which means that in this instance your roi is is 30 days but the in-game earnings or the, the the ecosystem earnings are in a volatile token right so the next day the token might go up 20 percent, and all of a sudden your roi has been reduced from 30 to well it's improved from 30 days to 24 days or whatever the, the maths are i should have used cleaner numbers so i could have done it in my head but the the point is is that nothing is static in this space everything is moving all the time and Therefore, it becomes valuable to not just infer or understand real-time data, but to be able to compare that against historic data so that we can see where these ecosystems may be heading. So if I can see that you know, ROI has improved on an ecosystem over a seven-day, 30-day, and 60-day period, and that daily active users are increasing over that same time frame, and that the number of transactions that have occurred on their marketplace of trading of NFTs is also increasing in volume, then it's reasonable for me to say, well, this is in a growth cycle here. Whereas if I see that that's no longer the case and, and I see that you know, over the last 30 days, the total transactions, the total users and the value of the underlying ecosystem is actually declining, then I may not have the appetite to deploy capital there. And I guess that that sort of goes back to what you were saying that in about um, about the people who have less financial opportunity and avoiding exploitative sort of aspects of, of, of these economies as they arise. And it's like, hey, like we're not in a position to make a risk decision for people, but we can give them a, a gamut of information for them to make more informed decisions in, a, in an easier to access manner. So, so, so what initially was a black box of our own data that we were scraping across multiple ecosystems in order to make informed decisions of how we're going to invest money has now evolved into a platform that will empower people who are the early medicines to make more informed decisions and then once they make those decisions to be able to track their actual earnings and to be able to project their future earnings based on their current positions on their web3 wallets so if our platform knows that you've got you know, a hundred assets across five ecosystems, and we know what the average earnings are across those ecosystems, we can project what your earnings will be moving forward. And of course we can track what your earnings have been historically because we have access to your wallets. Very powerful. And that's what we're so doing. Just briefly, um, because we've run, we're well and truly over time, Phil. Um, oh, sorry. Just so, it's so fascinating. No apologies. It's totally fascinating. No, no, it's fascinating, um, yeah. Uh, so when do you think MetaFi platform will be, you know, uh, available for, for our medicines? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely. Well, we're, we're, we're sort of working with um, some of our early investors um, to, to get a private beta out by probably early Q3 2022. And we're aiming mm -hmm. for a public launch in Q4 2022, which will be late Q4. 
Fantastic. So not far away. So for the audience that's been um, listening right through to the end here, how do they get in contact with you, Phil, if they'd like to connect with you? How might that happen? That's a great question. I mean, I, I would probably say reach out to us on Twitter. Um, the, the best way to contact us would be on Twitter. And um, the, do you sort of have notes at the bottom of the, of, of no. the podcast so, or something so what, like that? The handle and also um, on LinkedIn too, I'd imagine. So what's that? Yeah. Uh, so it's the GOATS DAO. Uh, so T-H-E-G-O-A-T-S-D-A-O, -O, uh, the GOATS DAO. Yeah. Uh, and on LinkedIn, I think you can just probably type in GOAT, G-O-A-T, and, uh, and, and you'll find us and, and maybe my name. That might help. Um, Phil George. Phil George. Yeah, you can just Good type name. in GOAT. So, Phil, I think this is going to be um, a part one and part two. Um, so, uh, you know, if you'd like to come <laughs> join us again later in the year, I think there's a lot more to explore here. Um, now that we've coined a new phrase or we've heard a new phrase, uh, medicine, and I just think it's a superb phrase. Uh, yeah. And, and the whole base philosophy of this space wrapped around, uh, you know, democratization of assets and wrapped around uh, borderless environments and zero knowledge proof is coming together in this space of, of, of MetaFi. Um, and and I, I'm excited about it. This is the reason we started entering this space. And, and you know, in 2017, there was excitement about the concept of democratizing assets, but this takes it to another level. And so let's follow this up again uh, in another six months time. If you'd like to join us again, we'd be delighted. Absolutely, to have you. Thank you very much. That'd indeed. be great. And I, I, I'd say one more thing, Dave, before we wrap it up. Yeah. I think just the fact that we're going to mention GOAT in our tagging and hashing, uh, we're going to get a lot of Tom Brady fans in the U.S. context uh, <laughs> following us too. So that's, that's a big following, which I think should really exponentially increase our, our not just our this particular podcast but also your project okay well, thank you again <laughs> it was a fascinating conversation no problems <laughs> thank you for having me guys i really may appreciate it, it may it be the greatest of all all time that's right <laughs> that's okay <so. laughs> bye right, bye bye thank you bye we hope you enjoyed our weekly conversation if you have any questions comments or suggested topics please feel free to connect with either Nitin or myself on Nitin at portal.am or Derek at portal.am. Feel free to subscribe and share with like-minded friends. Stay well, inquisitive and engaged. See you next week. Bye for now.